Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture. Seriously, really? I fucking hate you right now. Conversations, your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things throughout the ages. Today, I am joined by James. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'd like to emphasize ages because most of our stuff we've talked about has been that's right, really this old. This is quite old. Well, it's it's the the topic is new. The environment that it's in is old. How about that? Can I say that? Fair enough. Yeah, but okay. today we have something actually new. What, it's relevant? Yes, it's relevant. That's right. We are hip with the lingo, kids. We are down, down, down. Can you can can you dig it, yo? They're like, just not, leave not, us not, alone. Not, not helping. Not helping at all. Hey, I'll dab. You want me to dab? I'll dab. You do want to see do it? Do a dab. Like, oh. oh, that was a dab. That's right. God, I'm so old. Um. Anyways, so today, guys, we're going to be going over the game. Hades, uh, the super giant release that they just came out with. Well... Technically, it just came out for the first time. Like the, the 1.0 just came out pretty recently, mm-hmm. uh, but it's been in pre-alpha for our uh, you know early access. Early access is the word I'm looking for uh, for a while. But before we get into that, James, we're gonna do the ritual roundup of like what you've been up to, man. Uh, I have been crafting new dungeon tiles. That's right. You That's have. what I've been doing. Because so you're getting ready for our, our new Pathfinder campaign. We're getting ready for our new Pathfinder campaign, and I'm making a set of cave dungeon tiles. That'd be fun. And it's going to be super cool, actually. I have I cut them all yesterday, and I added KV edges to them this morning. So This was at the uh, request of your wife, Kelly, correct? Yes. The Dungeon Master has requested caves, <laughs> which makes me a little nervous because I'm playing an archer character, and uh, my, <laughs> minimum, my minimum range is 30 feet. So this Line is going to be... is going to be your problem. Yes. <laughs> especially since I need to maintain a 30-foot distance to use my bow. So... <laughs> We'll see how this goes. It's okay, James. It's okay. <laughs> She's just so, going to screw with us for the first, like, you know, two or three sessions and be like, it's okay now. I mean, this is pretty much revenge at this point. So, you know. <laughs> this is true. Well, considering that her the setting for our initial, like, start of the campaign is we're in a reverse tower or a reverse dwarven tower, which basically just a hole. <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting for there to be a reference to the previous campaign where we, like, made a school underground. I swear to God, if she does this, that, that's going to be amazing. I, I'm waiting for it. And we, because have to fight, we have to fight our characters. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. but <laughs> <laughs> So, we'll if, if you guys don't know, and I'm sure we haven't talked about this yet, but in our in our previous campaign, like most D&D campaigns, our, uh, we kind of went off the rails, and our whole point in life was to get enough money to create a wizarding slash... Mm-hmm. What, uh, I was going to make a dwarven wizard school underground, and you were going to have a castle above ground. And that's right. It was going to be like <laughs> the the the, uh, the dragon. I was I was a, a dragonborn at the yeah, time. Yeah, you were a dragonborn. I, we were going to we were going to make a dragonborn citadel where like all oh, the dragonborn could live, and it would be great. And I'm just like, wow. I don't know where we came from this idea, <laughs> but Kelly was like, you guys, sure, go ahead and do whatever you want. Have fun. There's worse things you could be doing. Exactly. And it's like I could be a murder hobo, but. 
life. This is my, this is my goal in life. No, but anyway, so that's that's what we've been working on. Actually, you know, I've been kind of doing the same thing you guys have been doing. Really, you know, making my character for the last couple of weeks. I think I have a couple really good ideas. I'm, I'm gonna try and do uh, a maybe a, a poison witch, maybe a hag type character. So I don't know. We'll see. I, there's so many different ideas. I have not looked. This is the first time I really looked at the the hag character in Pathfinder 2.0. So I kind of been, I like a little bit more than 5e, the 5e hag or the 5e witch a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's definitely better than the 5e witch. I think I'm. I don't know. I'm still feeling out Pathfinder Second Edition because I DM'd yeah. it for a long time yeah, at our previous campaign, and I, as a DM, I loved it. Yeah. As a player, I'm just kind of getting to know the player side of things. And it's nice. So it's 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 a little bit more in-depth, obviously, than 5e. I like it a little more, honestly. Yeah, I, I like the complexity of it because after playing 5e for, gosh, more than five years straight, yeah. it, it gets to the point where it kind of feels like a solved system. And it's not exactly true to say that, but... It, gets kind of repetitive after a little while because there's not a lot of things to jazz it up and it's great for folks that are like i guess would have us like they're either they really like the system Mm -hmm. or they're a little bit more casual i think yeah it's it's easier for them to build but oh yeah i still recommend it it's a great system i think it's a lot of fun it's just it's really nice that it kind of puts i think the fifth edition puts a little bit more emphasis on the role playing role playing side of things yeah and the only thing with pathfinder 2e that is something it's taking them getting used to is because of the way they do their critical hit miss yeah system those very small plus one plus two bonuses really add up and so they they dole them out like little misers they do. And so you get like a fifth level magic item that gives you like a plus one to something. And you're like, this doesn't feel like much. But then you realize that, oh, that's like a extra 5% chance to crit too. I know. Which is like, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Maybe maybe I'll save this later. But but yeah, but speaking, anyway. But no, but it was, speaking of being misers, uh, Supergiant was totally some like misers when it came to like doling out rewards initially whenever you start playing this new game Hades but before we before we get into the, the meat of things so uh Hades is actually a super giant game that just came out of early access the uh, this year actually I believe it came out uh, initially so Hades um, super giant as a studio I've always yeah. really liked so what do you so do you want to go over their initial catalog because they only actually actually only came out four games. This is only their fourth game. I mean, for me, Supergiant they make kind of experimental games. They typically are very stylized. Mm-hmm. They always have great art, sound, and voiceover type stuff, and they tend to have very different themes and feelings from each other. And so, just because you like one doesn't necessarily mean you like all of them. But they are definitely never games that are just generic copycat stuff, Thank which I like. God. And so I'm always excited when I see a super giant game, even if I don't actually end up playing every single one. Yeah. So I have actually bought every single super giant game. And I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like I bought Bastion three separate times once for the Switch, once for, I originally bought it for my Xbox, and then mm-hmm. I bought it for my PC, and then I bought it for my Switch. And Bastion I got it, is awesome. I have played it every single, and I actually got it for free on the Steam, uh, not Steam, on the PlayStation Store a while back, and I play that every once in a while, but that was that was the initial game, and mm-hmm. that is a great game. You can see a lot of that, of that gameplay mm-hmm. in the Hades. It's got a lot of the same feel. 
Yeah. And in the way that, you know, it's a free form, like isometric game yeah. style play. Mm-hmm. There's a series of different weapons that you can upgrade. Yep. And they kind of moved away from like the turn based combat stuff like they had in Transistor, which I really struggled with. I know. I, so, I know I, some people really loved it. It's just not my thing. I like, so get this. I liked, I liked the setting. I loved the setting of Transistor. I thought it was yes, gorgeous. Yes, the setting was great. And I liked the story. And actually, I actually played it all the way through. I forced myself to play all the way through. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that gameplay, it just, it didn't, it didn't mesh for me. I mean, know? it's like a fast paced Final Fantasy Tactics or something. I mean, the the central conceit of that game is that you freeze time, you like pre-program all your moves in, and then you play out all these commands and the enemies kind of do their own thing during the time. And so yeah. it really rewards someone who's able to quickly and methodically plan out stuff and put things in. So if you're into that type of tactical, like turn-based game style, or uh, maybe if you've liked something like um, Star Ocean, maybe too, it might be another good example. Which is, it's not a top-down tactical one, but it has the same kind of timed uh, choice-making thing going on. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I totally I totally agree with you on that. And then they kind of, when they kind of moved away from that, and they did something completely, like, different. They did a, a player versus a PvP game, which is uh, Pyre. Okay. Which, it was, it's bizarre. It's almost like a weird version of soccer almost but okay. you fight while you do it it's weird if you ever like get bored and you watch want to watch some gameplay uh of it, it it's bizarre it has a lot of different like little like upgrades and you know mm-hmm. some things that are very similar to the boon system okay B- but it, it, it's it, it's it's in its own world and mm-hmm. I, I i played it for a little bit i didn't really get into it all that much i maybe played a total of maybe six or seven hours of it mm-hmm. i i was told that if you if you got a little deeper into it and you kind of like built up, because it had the same thing. It had all these different characters you could do. And as you go yeah. through, you can play each different character and progress their storyline a little bit and mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about them and unlock uh, different weapons and different things as you go along or different skills as it were. And I just, I just never got into it as much, but for whatever reason, this, this Hades game, whenever I, I, I believe I don't know if you turned me on to it or no. You you got it for me, I believe. Oh, I did get. I did. Yeah. I did buy it for you because. So I think I saw somebody playing it on Twitch. Maybe it was. You must have. Like I was aware it had come out, and I knew it was getting really popular. Yeah. I know uh, Zero Punctuation gave it actually a pretty complimentary review, which is unheard his, of by his standards. I mean, he didn't <laughs> actually say a lot of nice things, but by his standards, it was pretty. Well, good. I mean, his, his, the whole point of his show is to degrade things and tell you how dumb they are sometimes. But yeah. But it is what it is. So, but it was it was a pleasant uh, reawakening, I think, of Supergiant because I think they. They did have a little bit of a fall off on fame base there, maybe, in my personal opinion. I mean, for me, yeah, I I loved Bastion. It was amazing. And that was their knockout hit. And then Transistor was kind of meh, and I honestly, I didn't even play Pyre. Yeah, they had a, like I said, they had a really, they kind of had a, had a, they had a huge, you know, breakout hit with Bastion. It was kind of a little less, a little more subtle uh, hit with, with uh, Transistor. I don't think Pyre hit the, the the as big of an audience as they wanted to. From what I I don't know. I'm not I sure. Did. I was kind of deep into schooling and stuff when that happened, and so I didn't play a well, lot of games in those. From days. what I noticed, I was kind of watching Twitch at the time, and I remember mm-hmm. there was not a whole lot of folks out there playing Pyre. Okay. Um, they did for about two to three months. Okay. And then it dropped off pretty heavily after that, 
And I think they were just trying something different because, you know, it's like most people, they name that you, you, if you're a creator, you want to try something different to get out of a run. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But I think they kind of like circled back around and they came back to this and they're like, we're going to do something different, but it's also going to be familiar. Yeah. And luckily they come back with this, with this, uh, Hades game. Mm-hmm. So let's get a little bit into, uh, super giant though. Um, so they're a American video game company developer, mm-hmm. video game developer and publisher based out of San Francisco. And they were founded in 2009 by Amir Rao. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. <laughs> uh, and Gavin Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, they're known for those, those big, uh, the, those four big video games that they came out with so far. And one thing I like about them is they're still a very small company. They're only like 20 people. It's like 20 employees. It's yeah. kind of the bare minimum you need to make a fully fleshed out game. And I think it shows because they are able to produce these type of stylized games, so, which I don't think you see as much in these what's big company stuff. They've been offered a couple times to be bought out by like Sony and Microsoft, and they're like, "No, we don't want to." Like, Props to them. That's what I said. They're that's amazing that they've done that because mm-hmm. the fact that they've come out with four games, two of which are major commercial successes, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. And well beyond the scope of what they could have thought they they would ever do. And on top of that, they've got some pretty decent teams. You know, so these people, a lot of the, the main guys that came over there, they, they have backgrounds from EA. Mm-hmm. So they've worked with the EA. So they know what they're doing. They know how to, you know, get in there in the, in the, in the development company and the development mm-hmm. side of things. So I guess at first they probably, people probably thought maybe, you know, maybe they were going to have, you know, a very much, you know, they probably, they'd, maybe they'd fall flat on their faces. Cause I mean, well, big like this is a one in a million chance for a game. And honestly, I can see the temptation being bought out. Even yeah. if you have a big hit, it's a huge amount of risk that goes into making a game because even a shortish game like Bastion yeah. took them three years to make yep. for what was what ten or fifteen hours of gameplay. Yeah, and, and it's just a tremendous amount. Of, that's a huge amount of time and effort. And then once you have a backlog of games, you have to support. Yep. If you want to have a creative department where you can do these kind of voice acting things and these kind of stylized art they're known for, mm-hmm. I mean that takes a lot of people. And yep. so can you imagine paying 20 highly trained professional salaries for three years with office overhead and servers? And, and Yeah, and you're only taking it basically just taking out loans to try to pay for these Exactly, and you just got to hope or, for the best. Or not even that sometimes. Maybe you're just hoping you're throwing out a wish and a dream to hopefully try to get out there. Yeah, and, and that's what these and that's why a lot of these companies get bought out by EA and these big companies is it gives them a lot of security. It's It really does, which you, know, you can't blame people for one little security, but... I mean, but props to them for doing their own thing because this is exactly. what frees them to make these type of creative games. Because exactly. the big developers don't like to take risks like this. So that's that was like I said, the simple fact that they made uh, they 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 made this took this risk and they they went forward is is why we have this amazing game Hades at this point in, mm-hmm. in our lives. So the basic kind of idea behind. Uh, Hades, do you want to do you want to do a little brief uh, summary of the story? Uh, sure. What it so is? Hades is loosely based on Greek mythology. Very loosely. You assume Zagreus, who you can be forgiven for not knowing who Zagreus is. He's yeah. a lesser known figure in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, he's from the culture, the Minoans, you know, previous to the Greeks, if you want to go back yep. one more age. And he was kind of a cult figure even then. 
Yeah. And he's actually identified with Dionysus, which they make an interesting nod to in the game. They do a little if bit. If you yeah. did that, and I didn't pick it up when I was playing it, but when we were prepping for this video, they pointed out that, yeah, Dionysus has been associated with, with Zagreus, and they're often considered the same god. That's true. So, <laughs> Or they, Dionysus being the reborn form of Zagreus. But anyway. Yeah, but they do like a weird <laughs> shift, don't they? they? They kind of take this idea of... Uh, 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 Zagreus ends up becoming the son of Hades. Yeah, so in this version, yeah, Zagreus is the son of Hades yeah. and another unnamed god, which I won't spoil, but yeah, if, you know, it's been out a lot if of- you know a little bit of mythology, you can guess. Yeah. and Because Hades only had ever had one wife. So, so. <laughs> yeah, Hades is being a gigantic jerk to Zagreus. They, had, they had some type of unknown falling out, yeah. and Zagreus has decided he's going to escape the underworld, and yeah. Hades, being the jerk that he is, isn't going to make it easy, and so nope. you have to fight your way out. And as you fight and you inevitably die, what do you do? Well, you're a chthonic god, so you get reborn I mean, in the big pile of blood and hate. Also, you're already in the underworld. <laughs> How are you going to die? Where are you going to go if you die? Well, yeah, and, and in Greek mythology, if you die in the underworld and you're already dead, you just yeah. pop up somewhere else in the underworld. But yeah. in this case, you always come back in Hades' palace. And so you get the, this weird thing where... It's like a river of blood. I yeah, mean, so and you've got this whole cast of really colorful characters. You, yeah. know, you have Hypnos and Nyx. There's Achilles, there's Medusa. there's Medusa, and there's a lot of these characters from Greek mythology, and you pop back, and they're like, oh, Zagreus, how'd it go? What killed you this yep. time? Yep. And you have to walk right by your dad every time you leave, and he's like, yep. you're going to go try again, boy. <laughs> yeah, the first time you do it, he, like, doesn't get, he gets mad, and he's like, oh, what do I care? And props on the, the voice acting in this. I don't know if they got people from the studio or like in, mm-hmm. in like that work there to do it, or they actually got talent come in, but... A lot of it was the guys in the studio. Actually. It was phenomenal. So yes. I loved, I loved hearing them come in, and they do great voice acting for this. So you hear him; he's got this mm-hmm. rich, rich, deep voice. And he's like, "Oh, where are you going now? I, you're leaving. I care not. Do what you will. You'll be back in no time." And it's just like, what a dick. <laughs> Seriously, and there is so much contextual dialogue. Yep, like there are thousands. Of voice lines, I have I don't know the exact number, yeah. but every little thing you do spawns these sprawling dialogue yeah. trees, and like the story plays out as you continuously die, yeah. and you you develop relationships with all these characters, and yeah. you kind of feed into their backstories, and it's it's developed in such a way that you can't just do it by succeeding once; yeah. you have to like continuously talk to them over a number of deaths. Yeah. Yeah, and so you continuously, like you said, you you continuously just kind of talk and talk to these people more. And on top of it, you can actually give them gifts that you that you earn mm-hmm. while you go through uh, the runs. So, like you'll pick up these um, uh, bottles of ambrosia, ambrosia, and you like will give them to them, and you're like, and as you give them more and more, like say you give Achilles one because Achilles is one of the characters down there, and you give mm-hmm. him one. You gain little hearts. You can look at you can look at your little book of lore, and it mm-hmm. shows, hey, this person likes me, you know, this many times. And once you get to a certain point, you can unlock certain things. You can unlock things, yeah. And you can act on top of the narrative that you already unlock because they kind of like flush out that story of like, why is this person in the underworld? Why are they in specifically yeah. in the court of Hades? Which is I where mean, you're like at. for example, something that wouldn't be much of a spoiler, like Orpheus is in the underworld. Yeah, and his starting story is that he's lost his will to sing. And if you know anything about Greek mythology, he was trying to get his uh, muse Eurydice out of the yep. underworld, and he turns back and looks at her and fails. Mm-hmm. And so now he's stuck in Hades's court forever as his court bard. 
Yep. And he's lost his will to sing. And so you do this and little storyline where you... He's kind of a little whiny emo boy. <laughs> he's a whiny little emo boy. But I do enjoy some of this stuff later where you start deliberately telling him things that aren't true. And yeah. he starts saying songs about these things you supposedly yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> so... And that's that's what I love about it. So even if you don't go into like the actual gameplay at all, but you just like seriously just... Just the, the House of Hades that you're going to have. Yeah. Like called. And, it's amazing. And that's one of the things that separates this from another roguelike like Binding of Isaac or something is that at the end of the run, you still have something to look forward to between runs, yeah. which is kind of coming back to the house and finding out what's happened and what's going on. Yep. But uh, what about the actual gameplay itself then? So so let's 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 kind of like work our way. Like, like, okay. we're, like we're walking into a run as you were. Okay, so, okay. So you you get outside the the house and you kind of walk in. You actually have your own little area, you know, in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's your bedroom. It's correct? a bedroom. Yep. So it's a typical teenage trashed up bedroom, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like with pile of clothes and everything. Yeah, it's it's pretty gr- grody. <laughs> but you actually get this. You have two major objects in the room. You have the 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 mirror of sh- is a mirror of shadows or the mirror of darkness. Mirror of darkness. Yeah, that Nyx so, gives you. Yeah, and, and Nyx is essentially she's the goddess of darkness mm-hmm. or night. I think it's actually goddess of darkness. Yeah. Excuse me. So she's the goddess of gar- darkness. She gives you this, and you can actually over time you learn that you can use use the darkness that you you gain through different runs to upgrade yourself and give you different mm-hmm. you know abilities and things like that. And, and then I actually ends up helping you in the long run because yes. I remember that first run you do, you have none of this. You have and none. It's just yeah. like, please just smack me with a raw chicken a couple times. <laughs> like we're in a bad comedy movie. It's, it's literally, I made like, I made it like two, two, two floors or two encounters mm-hmm. and I died. And I was just like, well, that's, that's dumb. This that's is, done. That's, that's just dumb. And I you find out how far I made it on the first run. I don't. Do you remember? I mean, I don't know if I made it to Mag or not. I don't think I made it all. I don't think I don't think I made it all the way to Mag. I don't think I made it to Mag the first time. I, I think I made it to her after about five or six times. So, mm-hmm. so w- w- after you kind of go in, you'll pick out your your. You can do this. There's also the, the little uh, tome of prophecies there, which is like your crack cocaine, apparently, James. You, I, I love I love. The have you have you gotten them all? I have not, but I've gotten quite a few of them now. It's like it's almost like checklists. It's like I want to get them all. It's an upgrade you can buy fairly early on. It's called the Fated List of Minor yeah. Prophecies, and the idea is that the fates have made these very minor prophecies that at one yeah. point Zagreus will buy all the sword upgrades. Yeah. At one point Zagreus will use all the Zeus upgrades. It's, it's basically like, <laughs> the developers are like, you know, you did a lot of extra stuff. We're going to give you a little extra reward. Well, and it's it's not as shiny as it once was. Like no. early on in the game, those extra like two hundred gems or something. It's is a pretty big Jesus. windfall. Yeah. But now it's just like, you need to do an upgrade. It's a thousand gems. And you're just like, well, I'm going to be grinding a little bit. Or well, it's like maybe like four diamonds instead of just one. It's like, I would love to get four diamonds, but the task it wants you to do is like, you know, reunite Orpheus and Eurydice. And I'm like, well, I can't do that until the game, you know, volunteers that quest for me. So that's yep. just going to sit there for a while. And you have to do, I find out, I found out you have to do certain things to try and get that stuff. But it's amazing because so once you, you a lot of it's gated behind other relationships and you got to just kind of progress with everybody, which is is what I'm working on. It's a little, it's, it's a little irritating, but at the same time Mm -hmm. you're like, I want to do that still though. So (laughs) that's how you know it's a good game because it it irritates you enough. Just like you're like, you kind of 
dig your heels in a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's interesting enough that you're not just like slogging through, just doing checklist yeah. after checklist. You can actually read the story and you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, so you, you buy your upgrades, you spend whatever darkness you've accumulated yeah. in the previous round. And then you walk out into, into the, the courtyard, armor, yeah. the courtyard, which is like the armor. And you meet, mm-hmm. uh, you meet Skelly, Skelly, who's who is, your punching bag. I mean, I, I mean, he actually ends up, there's definitely a story behind him and I haven't figured it out yet, but he he says essentially what he Have starts. Have you gotten out as, far enough to do his like personal quest for Zagreus? I don't remember if I screw I, him. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Is it the, is minor, it the, minor spoiler here. He you go you advance your friendship to him at some point, and then he confides in you. He's like Zagreus. I just want to be freed from my eternal torment. You need to get the sword and upgrade the Zagreus aspect oh to the maximum and kill me with it, and I can be released to my final death. So I did that, and then afterwards he respawns like normal and laughs his ass off at you. What a it's jerk. It's like, you jerkwad. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you get his little token, though? I did, yes. Okay, so maybe that's what I'm missing, because I totally missed that somewhere along the line. So maybe I just slow down and read a little bit more. But Which I, I'm still in the beginning parts of the end game section, and so yeah. that's, that's a lot of Titan blood for me to have spent. Well, I'm a good, little upset about it. The good it. part about this is so we'll look into the Titan blood and stuff. We'll get so, there. so as you guys uh, go into the courtyard, you pick your weapon. You have like there's like six, eight weapons, six weapons. You start with just the sword unlocked, yeah. and then you have to spend uh, yeah. you spend darkness, I think, to unlock the rest of them. And the, initially, you start you, yeah, you you spend darkness to unlock the other ones, and you get you'll get like a trident, yeah, uh, uh, a, a, a shield, a, a shield, a bow and arrow. A gun, of a all gun, things. a rail gun, a rail gun, and a pair of like <laughs> gauntlets. Bo- a pair of gauntlets. So I think there's like seven or eight. I cannot remember exactly. I think it gets all of them actually. So, seven. Yeah, and then once that you have that, and then you also have the little trinkets that are next to you that you gain from doing certain. Yeah, you, get, things. you have like a, a cabinet of keepsakes, yeah. and so the first time you give pretty much any character in the game one of these nectars of the gods. They usually reward you with a trinket. So, like, yeah. if you get Zeus a trinket, he gives you a ring that makes the next boon show up via Zeus one. Yeah, and, and you can actually upgrade those if you use that boon for X amount of encounters, which a counter is basically mm-hmm. just one little area before you move on to that. Yep. So, like, actually, when you're first starting, the Cerberus <laughs> boon is definitely one of the best uh, ones. It's legit. So, like, that yeah. extra health matters a lot. <laughs> it really does help. And then eventually, some of the other ones, depending on what your what your play style is. So, mm-hmm. once you go into that, you hit the you hit the ground running. You jump out your window because you're running away. Yep, like a <laughs> whiny little child. So, and then Hades usually says something taunting. <laughs> yeah, you know, depending on you know, if you beat him or not. You know, it's just like beforehand. So you find out like once you jump down there. You start. You get one free boon initially, and then you start your run. And the, yeah, and then and this is where the roguelike elements come into exactly, it. Exactly, where it extremely kind of like starts to like ratchet in a little bit. So, kind of do it. What? What? How would you describe the layout of each little level? So, I mean, you're ascending through the realms of the Greek underworld, yeah, so and there's, there's being a god four, of death, you start at the bottom. Three, so you're in Tartarus to start with. Yeah. Which is, you know, the realm of people who are being punished eternally yep. by the gods. And it's kind of a, uh, it's like a like labyrinth type complex layout. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah. Uh, you fight the easiest enemies there. You can meet Sisyphus. Which he's really fun. Actually, who endlessly watch, rolls yeah. the boulder up the hill. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's not supposed to be helping you, but he ends up, he ends up doing that like he gives you a little few little options and things like that and he'll give you a little extra health or darkness or money each whatever run you, if you, yeah, if you talk you want, to him yeah. Yeah. and uh if you're nice enough to him he'll introduce you to his boulder who he's named boldy 
that's how you know you've been. That's like uh, <laughs> Stockholm syndrome at some point. So yeah, <laughs> and the game will even let you give offerings to Boldy, which is a total throwaway. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that once, and I was just like, mm, and I looked it up before I did, and I was like, you sons of bitches! Like, why would you do that? That's that's so, that's a dick move. <laughs> But yeah, so like as you go along, you go through. So you, each floor has like what is it, ten or fifteen rooms you go roughly, through. Yeah, and, and a have, lot of time, most of the yeah. time, the game will present you two choices, and you can yeah. kind of pick a reward. So it might be yeah. like, oh, if you go left, there's a Zeus boon, and if you go right, there's a key or yeah. whatever. But there's so many different like little things you can choose from. So like you can, sometimes they'll give you boons from maybe one or a one or one or multiple boons from uh, different gods that you can choose. Mm-hmm. You can choose the ham, the Daedalus hammer, which how it lets you upgrade. There's just the basic uh, rewards like the sha- the the shadow, mm-hmm. the coins, the uh, the ambrosia, or the um, yeah. Um, so kind of there's, there's telling so what some of these things, things are. There. Then so the the darkness is used to upgrade yourself at the mirror yep. of darkness. Yep. So that doesn't do anything for you in the run until you can get an upgrade that gives you it's a continu- it's, a con- it's a continual upgrade. Yeah, you can get gemstones, which after your first couple runs, Hades mm-hmm. lets you use the hellish contractors to upgrade things. Yep, it's literally so, just a floating spirit there with little, yep. like a little workman's hat on. And so you can buy upgrades to the runs themselves, like extra yep. rewards from runes, and you can also buy really cosmetic nice. stuff, like you know maybe the Hell Lounge has a fish tank in it now. Yeah, and which those are cool. You actually. end up actually when you. It's a that's a Medusa thing. You it's a Medusa up, quest for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun though. You have to upgrade the lounge area. Mm-hmm. So, but but and then you, there's keys. The keys yeah. you use initially to actually no, you unlock the weapons with keys. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. You initially use the keys to unlock weapons, and you also use them to unlock things on the Mirror of Darkness. Yeah. So you, at first you start with like two or three things. Like and two eventually, abilities, yeah. Eventually, it's like twenty that yeah. you can mess with, and I'm just like, good god, that's a lot of stuff to play with. Yeah. And so the Daedalus Hammer mm-hmm. is an upgrade for your weapon. So it's a, it's a one-time upgrade for that run. So say you start with a sword, okay? Yeah. The sword has like a multiple like an attack thing. You do like a three-hit combo if yeah. you keep clicking the mouse. So a Daedalus upgrade might be your attack becomes a single big chop with extra damage. Yep. Or it might be, you know, your special now you know, impacts a bigger area or it makes the ground shake when you or, use it. Or, yeah, you throw your shield and it hits four targets instead of two. It's yeah, like they're, like they're really big run-defining options. And yep. for me, at least, getting that first Daedalus hammer on the first level really Absolutely. tells you what you're going to do that run. Absolutely. and it, 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 it's Some not, weapons more than others. And but. unfortunately, like I said, if you don't get it early enough, it kind of just tells you, it's like, it's maybe you've like... I'm, cause I remember one time, I went through the whole... Uh, first uh, level or the first you know area, uh, the first floor I guess you call it. Yeah, I guess the first floor. Tartarus. Yeah, yeah, Tartarus. Going through Tartarus without getting a Daedalus hammer of all things, I've never had that happen before. Yeah. I, had, I had it happen like a few times, but like I so I have all these boons from gods set up, mm-hmm. which you know the boons are different aspects you can choose, and they augment different things, much like. Yeah, so so the gods are your divine cousins, right? And yeah. they've heard that you're trying to escape hell, yeah. and they decide that they're going to get one over on old Hades. As, as all are the gods <laughs> want to do, they're very willy-nilly, and they're like, I guess we'll help our cousin. And they, they send you these boons, and so you might walk around, and you'll enter a room, and there'll be a symbol of Dionysus in the ground. Okay. Yeah, which is a, a cup with like some bubbly things. Yeah, it's like it. an overflowing cup. And so yeah. you you address it and say, you know, I, I accept this boon. 
Yeah. And Dionysus pops up. He says a couple of funny dialogue lines. It's like, hey, man, what's going on, Zag? And you're like, wow, this guy is like straight up surfer, dude. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Just, and then you get a choice of three boons from yeah. him. And every god has something that modifies your attack, yeah. modifies your special, something that does a cast. And then a bunch of other effects there with them. So They're Dionysus, like yeah. So Dionysus's cast is a particularly good one. It has festive fog, so like you lob a glob of wine and it explodes into a you know drunken fog that hurts your enemies yeah. and makes them confused and stuff. It's and, cool. And then on top of that, even mm-hmm. once you start to level up or level move move upon move on in on the game, you have different levels of boons. Like you'll have the basic, just generic. It's just basic one. You have a is I believe it's epic, and then no, it goes rare. Yeah, so the boons have epic, rarities, legendary, and then duo. And the rarities of the runes, every boon can spawn in any rarity from normal yeah. to heroic, and they're just on a a much stronger progression scale. If Absolutely. They're on, like the a level one heroic rune is like a level five or six basic rune. It's a pretty yep. big difference. Huge difference, yeah. And most of the gods have tears to their boons as well. Like Zeus is a good example where where his uh, his second tier boon is one like Jolted, which is something that you shocked with his abilities. They get shocked again if they attack you, but it Zeus won't show it won't show up until you have at least one of his other ones. Yeah. And if you can get to his tier three boons, he has one that gives you a chance to have so, lightning strike twice. And so. There's two ways to go. You can try and really pour yourself into one god and get their higher tier abilities, yeah. or you can try and build something out of a so mishmash of other let god Let me ask stuff. you this. While we're on the topic of boons, yeah. what are your top three gods that you like to go for? So... Just prob- gen- generically. like I know Because I know with like different weapons, you want to do different things. So... For fast hitting weapons like the gauntlets, yeah. I really like Ares. Yeah. Uh, because you can lay down a bunch of the doom, and especially if you can get his duo boon, which we haven't ad- addressed the idea of oh to my trigger God. it all. I don't even know. Ares is nice. That. It's a good one, actually. It's uh it's one that's a little weird to get because you have to have an Athena attack or special. which normally you would always take the dash if you pick up an Athena. And so it will never show up unless you take an Athena attacker special. Yeah. You have to have a Ares attacker special and an Athena attacker special, but you get a boon called merciful end, which triggers the doom effects whenever you use a deflect ability. That's kind of cool. I like that. It's actually actually really good. Oh, wow. So Ares, if you can get the, so if you can get like Ares on your, regular attack for the gauntlets yeah. and then get Athena on your special. You can lay down a bunch of doom and then uppercut and trigger it all. Well, that kind of makes me want to like move back towards Ares a little bit because <laughs> I kind of avoid him a little bit because mm-hmm. I noticed like whenever I go into play Ares, what little I've gotten of him so far is basically just like damage increase or the doom. And I'm just like, eh, I'm like, I'm okay with that, but it's not like my favorite thing in the world. I, I kind of like other, other, yeah, you know, like, and where where the doom really works for me is especially if once you get to the third layer and you get to Elysium, yeah. because you can lot. tag those reincarnating souls with doom and they just die. Yeah, and you don't have you don't to you don't have to chase them, you don't have to chase them down. Yeah, so yeah, uh, after so that, Ares. after Ares, if you can get a full Zeus build going, it's just destructive. <laughs> where it can be hard to get because for Zeus, you really got to commit and get like all of his boons. Yep. But if you can get to where you launch a thunderbolt that strikes three times and has the area of effect and, and, jolt and, and jolts enemies, and especially if you can get uh, cold fusion, yeah, 
which is annoying to go for because I don't really like Demeter's boons very much, and she doesn't really synergize very well with Zeus except for the Cold Fusion boon. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll I'll get to my disagreeing with you here in a few seconds. So, and after after that, I really like uh, I'll probably Poseidon or Dionysus next. Okay, I I could see that. So, uh, so I have a weird kind of combination, kind of like you do. Mm-hmm. So, I go with Zeus. Is my top because yeah. I, I love. I'm one of those guys. If I once I start a run and I start to see the the, the boons that pop up, mm-hmm. I'm like I like I. So I'm also one of those guys that will take their take their trinket at the very beginning mm-hmm. and try and get a specific one to go with. And yeah. I've noticed if I get Zeus on a, at the very beginning, I can just like you said ramrod his, all of his boons and get like his max yeah max boons. And I love doing that. So here's this: I like to save the trinket for the second floor. Oh, really? So what I'll do is get your first god or two on the first floor, mm-hmm. make whatever build you can work, and then on the second floor, if I've already started getting Zeus, then I can force the game to keep giving me Zeus. Okay, I can see that. Because when you're starting to try and... I mean, some of the gods reward that more than others, but Zeus, especially in some of the deeper Artemis stuff where you want to get to their epic tier boons, mm-hmm. it can be hard to force the game to give you that many of the same god in a row. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so I don't get to always start the runs the way I want that way, but I feel like I can loop it back around and make it a little bit easier kind of to meander pick up. a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So my, on top of, like, so I go Zeus, and mm-hmm. then I will go Dionysus. Okay. Which I like, like I said, I much like, Di- I like his fog okay. and his... Zeus and Dionysus' uh, duo boon is, is rocking. That's I know. ridiculous. That's, I got that one a while back, and, and the simple fact that... They do so much. I don't know what the effect is. Basically, it's like a fog, like a haze effect, or for what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, the festi- they have the festive fog. Yeah. But the duo boon makes it drop lightning bolts, exactly. which doubles up on all of Zeus's stuff. It's it's really ridiculous. So Zeus is you, Zeus. I like. I think that was actually the way I beat the game for the first time was with that combination. That's right, you did. <laughs> and then you're gonna hate me for this, but I like Demeter is my third. Uh, okay. I know it's but so I like okay, I, she, the the duo boom with Zeus is too good to pass out, but her other so I, don't know. <laughs> I kind of I don't know. It's something about that, but I like maybe it's that one little extra that boon that you can either get with uh, Dionysus or you can get with Demeter. It's basically it's like. Your incre- it increases your amount of uh, healing or uh, whenever you go and use a fountain, you get increased in, uh, attack yeah. and things like that. I'm very much one of those guys. It's, it's also my play style. I don't like to stand back and, mm-hmm. and, and do long range attacks. Normally, I like to rush in and do a lot of like real yeah. quick hits mm-hmm. and, and then jump out and then jump back in. Yeah. So my play style is very much like geared towards the Zeus where it's like yeah. dash as much as you can and hit as fast as you can. <laughs> so... But like I'm kind of like of the idea with you a little bit is that all those other uh, gods, whenever they they almost they're almost better at augmenting the big ones. So like uh, either Poseidon, uh, Dionysus, or Zeus, really, mm-hmm. or even Ares to an extent. Yeah. But they're really good about uh, just augmenting them and, and and help and increasing, especially like Hermes. Yeah. Hermes doesn't have a lot of stuff that is just straight up. Hey, this is a really good all by itself. He does a lot of a lot more of. Hey, whatever guy God you have right now, I'm going to make it a little bit better. I'm going to augment a little bit. I'm like I'm going to make your attack thirty percent faster. Or yeah, so Hermes's boons are actually in a whole separate category. Absolutely, they're on a separate drop table. And uh, yeah, like David was saying, they all make you faster. Like your specials faster, your attacks faster. They might give you a boon for how many. There's one that gives you damage for how many haste effects you have. Yeah. He gives you dodge effects. It's ridiculous. He's also the third wall breaking character. 
Yep. Like he he comments on what the other gods and everything else is yeah. going on is doing, and so he always is fun to talk to. But. He really he really is kind of fun though. But so like once you once you get out of that, um, once you kind of like picked your 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 boons and things like that, how you want to play and your play style for the game, essentially you can go through all the levels and you get all these different little things, and you each level will usually have a mini boss, which is like halfway point mm-hmm. boss, and then uh, a main boss. Mm-hmm. Which the first two levels, once now that we played it long enough, they're not that hard. No, because it's it's funny when you first start playing, you need a great run to beat the first boss, yes. and now it's like, of course, I'm going to beat the first boss. Yeah, and I'm probably going to beat the third boss. Like if I if I've too. gotten like one boon, then I can definitely beat the first boss. And no, by absolutely. the time, honestly, for the second floor, it's the freaking lava that I hate more than the boss. Oh my god, the traps! The, on the hydra boss is easy. Awful. It's it's. It's it's certain weapons. If you're barely off of the edge of the screen, or they do like a split level, some of those lava splashes, mm-hmm. and you just barely touch it, it's just like you go and it starts ticking away, and I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch! It, it's so fast. I know it's yeah. awful, but yeah. So that's another aspect we haven't really touched in here, guys. Is that each floor has its own set of like traps. Some are very obvious, like the first floor. It's literally just a tile, and you're just like. That's a trap. Yeah, there's a That's bunch of holes. It obviously has a bunch of holes in the ground. It's it's a spike trap. Don't stand on it. Yeah, I do it all the time still, but you know, <laughs> don't do it. don't stand on it. But in the second level, it's just like it's you see the outside ring, and you're like, oh, it won't let me go past that, and then you suddenly you're off the edge of the little the tile, and you start burning, or yeah, they they spew flames at you, and like it starts hurting. You're like, this is this is bullshit. Well, and for some of the weapons, it can be really hard to stay out of the fire. Like yeah. for the shield, if you're doing one of the bull rush builds, yeah, like if you're doing you the aspect of chaos yeah. for the shield. It's really takes a lot of concentration not to go over the edge. Well, you might, yeah, you might go right over the edge, and it's yeah. just like, what the heck, you know? I like, I didn't mean to go that far, but you do, you know. It's like, or if you've got the spear upgrade that teleports you to where your spear lands, yeah, I've killed myself more than once with that. In, just a little bit, Asphodel. and you're just like, I have to hurry up and get back, you know? It's just like, <laughs> oh no. But like, once you, so every and every level has that, and then and then like, but is there here? Let's talk talk about the different like levels. Once you get so. There's obviously there. There's Tartarus. There's I guess you would call it sticks. As- Asphodel. Asphodel. Yeah. And then there is uh uh, uh what's the Elysium? What, Elysium. That's what I'm going for. So once you get to Elysium, which is the third level, do you feel like there's a significant difficulty jump? There is a significant difficulty jump at that point because all the enemies will respawn if you don't kill them a second time fast yeah. enough. You have the they multiple all have waves more... of little blow up chariot things that I freaking hate. Yeah, those don't bother me as much as they bother I you. I hate them. They're Maybe because not... I, I usually focus more on getting a good cast and getting some more ranged abilities. Well, I've I... noticed that like that helped me out a long, in the long run. By the third floor, you need some crowd control. You're going to you, have a bad time. You really do. You really do. And, and it's also on top of that, the the main bosses for it are a lot harder. The bosses are huge jump in difficulty. Exactly, and so it's almost like, a, and I don't want to. We don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it yet. But mm-hmm. they, they, it's literally two guys are mm-hmm. are two two opponents that you have to fight at the same time, and they're obviously two different play styles, mm-hmm. and you have to run around and try and get through them. Well, and by the time you get to the third floor. You need to have a build that can do enough single target damage to a yep. boss, yep. and that's and as you get better play and you start to learn how to dodge them, you can get by with less and less. Yep. But it uh, it's the first like real you know gear check, if you will. 
Like it if really you're is. if yeah, by the time you get to the third floor, either your build is good enough or it's not. No, yeah, and, so it's, and it's considering the fourth floor is much even more brutal, it's yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like you said, is I can tell once I start fighting the the those bosses, and if I can, if my death defiances, which okay, we'll we'll talk about those too because we're throwing all these other things. In. <laughs> you have initially, you only have you only get one death defiance, I believe. It's no, if you start with none. No, it's right. Okay. The first one's just really cheap to buy. Maybe I've just played with them <laughs> you so long. So I played with them so long, but anyways, so. Once you go this long, uh, once you, you you find out, you know, that if you start noticing that your death defiances, which are... It's like an extra life you can buy. It's essentially extra life that only gives you half, half health, mm-hmm. and you can come back multiple times. I mean, I think you can buy up to it three. It maxes out of three. Three, four if you get a special trick in, but yeah. technically. So if, if you do that, you come back, you start to notice that when in those, uh, finding those bosses, that if you start to drop... You start to lose those really, really fast. You're like, I'm not going to be able to fight Hades. For one, well, you don't have your death defiances anymore. And yeah. two, it's if you can't if you can't you know match up against these two guys, it's like, well, what's, how am I going to? Well, and Hades? that's something I found with the death defiances is that early on you use them to kind of power your way through fights that yeah. you don't understand very well. Yeah. And for me, later on, now it's that once you reach those end bosses in the game. You know, you might be able to force your way past the third floor, but you're not going to force your way through the fourth floor with a bad build. No. Like, it, Hades does so much damage that you'll just die. I mean, and that's an extra life is like two hits. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really. And so I I find the Death Defiances are more useful for kind of getting a build up and running in the lower floors. Like, you can, you can skate, you can pick choices building towards something, mm-hmm. knowing that you'll get there eventually, and if you die a couple times on the way, that's not as big of a deal. So let's talk about the fourth floor once we've gotten there. The fourth so, floor is the Temple of Sticks. Do you want to do you want to talk about how you have to kill Cerberus? You know what? I think they should find out for themselves. So it's like <laughs> put down, put down no, their best no, dog. Companion. No, no, no. Seriously, seriously, guys. <laughs> so you go there, and obviously it's it's the last level, and you have to go through. It's like the entryway to the outside world. And mm. I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but it's just like you if you think you're going to kill Cerberus, and something you have to do something else. But keep. This to say, service does not die. I will leave it at that. Okay, I don't want to ruin it. Okay? okay, come on. Okay, come on. It's it's a puppy. He's so cute. Okay, fine. And, we and will you, spoil that you don't have to kill your own puppy. That's right. That's <laughs> that's the greatest thing. But they do a nice little kind of like divergence there that you have to kind mm-hmm. of like they have, they have a couple different paths you have to go down. Mm-hmm. Or a little, and you mini, can choose how dungeons. much or how little of it you you want yeah. to do once you found the item. I am very greedy when it comes to this area for some and reason. I I'm less so because. That poison is rough. It is. And you can burn so much life. So what he's talking about is like at most of the most of the baddies or the bad guys in this level are in those levels. They do some sort of poison damage and the only way you can heal it are these little bitty stations uh that have uh that can heal you. Mandrakes. Mandrakes, yeah. And and he's talking about, yeah, whenever you get hit by that that poison, it just like straight up like starts ticking away super fast. It's like three yeah. points of health. Or if not more. Like three points every half second or something. It's It's fast. It's ridiculous. And if you don't get your butt over there fast, you're going to be in a world (laughs) of hurt. But yeah, so once you you get past that area, you end up... Then you get to fight Hades. You get Mm. to fight Hades, obviously, which is why it's named. And I don't want to ruin it for everybody. But I don't think we should spoil the final fight. No, but yeah, that... Hades, you just have to fight Hades, and he's one tough son of a bitch. He's a tough customer. 
Yeah, and, and so, then you yeah. get to leave the underworld. Yeah, and we're gonna let if you we're haven't gotten that, we're gonna leave it at that because if you haven't gotten past Hades, uh, yeah, it's definitely a treat. But the whole thing is, even after you get past Hades, it kind of recycles itself a little bit. It recycles, and then you can start unlocking things like a fishing yeah. rod. There's you know, there's uh, other gates you but can you unlock. Had a, a, you had a bit of a, a, I like a hook for rod. a while. I like the I know you rod. I know you do. <laughs> and Poseidon's epic boon gives you even more fishing spots. <laughs> I love that. That's one of those things. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you more fish spot. And did you see the trinket or the the, the thing of the trinket, the thing that you could buy from Karen, which is like guaranteed fishing spot? Yes. I'm like, please. I'm like, I don't know why I'm spending sixty gold for this, but please give it to me. Well, I mean, it, yeah, no, yeah, you should all buy that one. But I was like, it's man, nice. I, if I don't have anything else to buy, I'm like, I'll buy it because you know, whatever. You I know, guess that's the last gameplay element we haven't mentioned was Karen's shop. So. Yeah. Along the way, you find coins called obols, yeah. and it's the currency of Karen. You know the the boat, the boat, the boatman, the ferryman of the underworld, yeah. and he has a shop. And all the all of the gold you accumulate is lost at the end of every run. Yeah. So you might as well spend it. And so you might as well spend it. He has these little kiosks where you can buy things like health or like temporary upgrades, like you know plus thirty percent attack for six rooms. Yeah. You know, they're all solid stuff. And then he has shops. There's Big two shops, on every, yeah. two on every floor, one in the middle and one at the end, which yeah. you can skip both of them if you want to. I usually at least go to the one at the end. Yeah, yeah. And he sells permanent upgrades there, like extra health or an extra, extra boon. Can be very like nice sometimes. And then on the final floor in the Temple of Sticks, he sells extra like guaranteed to be yeah, more powerful like upgrades like big the, boy big boy boons like the boons he sells they are guaranteed to be at least rare or better yep the palms of power he sells are guaranteed to be doubles you get I more mean, more diamonds more gems it's more just if, blood, if you it's can just, if you can uh sandbag your money till the end you can get some guaranteed upgrades there absolutely which is nice or you can spend it along the way and make yourself have an easier time it it kind of depends on what you're finding along the it way. Just also, it also, like you said, yeah, like you said, it depends on what you find along the way because, like you said, if you get a specific build out of it, you may not have to buy anything because there's, I remember there were some runs I ended up at the very end where I had almost two uh, 2,000 gold. I have never been that rich. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm, well, that was also like for the simple fact that like I kept on getting. I probably getting, had the side hustle boon for that one. I did. <laughs> That's the one thing I like about Hermes is that side hustle will help them a lot. <laughs> and and so you go through these and I was able to buy some of the nice big like upgrades at the very end and helped out a lot at the end there. So but so that's the nice thing though is after you kind of start to go through each of the gameplays, like you said, you start to upgrade yourselves, runs become easier, but you also upgrade a lot of other uh you uh, you unlock a lot of extra little things. Like you said, you get the the new dialogues, but you also mm-hmm. get to add new parts of the how the the how the ha- in the House of Hades. Mm-hmm. So you get to learn about new different things, different yeah. aspects and stuff like that. So. And so and it's got a cool thing. And so the, the kind of the end game of the thing is that once you've beaten the game once, you unlock this thing called the Pact of Punishment. Yep. Where yeah. you can es make fuego. the game more difficult. It's muy fuego. It's muy fuego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the game more difficult in exchange for more rewards. Yep. So like say you can add a extra enemy to every mini boss encounter. That's like called middle management. You yep. can oh, make each boss more difficult. You can make your just, shop size is more expensive. <laughs> I and, just turned on the middle management management uh, like fire or uh, addition. <laughs> I hate it so much, <laughs> but I needed something with just two, and it's like it's the easiest one to do as opposed to giving everyone extra like sixty percent damage. Yeah. 
it's ridiculous. like I'd rather have one thing be harder than have everything be harder. Exactly. Anyway, it, it, it's called a heat gauge. You yeah. you try to pick, you try to build it up over time, yeah. and you get more diamonds and more Titan blood and more yeah. upgrades. And so and it's, stuff. the way you do that is like once you beat certain levels with certain weapons, it says, "Hey, turn the heat gauge up," or you can leave it down. Mm-hmm. Or it's like how many? I think it's how many times you beat the game with the heat gauge on. It, it it's it's actually it. it's actually just the same bounty system. So like oh, every really? time every time you beat a boss for the first time at that heat level with that item with that weapon, yeah. you get the bounty. Yeah. And the th- confusing thing is that if you if you like use the shield all the time, for example, mm-hmm. and you've won a lot with a shield, and you keep turning up the heat gauge for that, you don't notice for the other weapons, but it's actually giving you the bounties for the lowest one you haven't unlocked yet. Yep. And then. It will keep filling it in as you keep replaying with that weapon, which is nice. Which is nice because that way you don't have to go back and do every weapon at every level if you have a favorite weapon. It, it is kind of annoying because I'll definitely admit this: out of all the weapons, well, let me ask you this: what what's your least favorite weapon out of all of them right now? Um, probably the bow, which I know is probably <laughs> controversial because I know the speedrunners like the bow. No, no, I hate the bow too. <laughs> but I hate the bow. <laughs> I hate the bow. I like the gun a lot more. So let's do this. Your least favorite is is the bow. At least favorite, my least favorite is the bow. What's your most What's your most favorite that out of all of them? Um, probably just the sword. To be honest, really? Okay. The, the Poseidon sword is really broken. You mean the spear? No, no, you have no, the, the Poseidon. The Poseidon a, aspect for the sword. Oh, that's right. Whenever yeah, you use the special, it dislodges yeah. all your casts. So he's talking about recast. is once you upgrade the weapon, you use a Titan blood to upgrade, and there's like. Three or four. There's four different aspects. There's, there's four aspects. Drag race is always one. Upgrade each aspect even more. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. So, but yeah, the, no, the, the sword. There's Zagreus. There's the Zagreus aspect. The uh, Hades aspect. The Poseidon. I think Hades is. is on the spear. Hades has a spear aspect. It's, it's whatever it? god that 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 weapon's supposed that to. That was noted to be used. Anyway. But yeah. But anyway, I like yeah. I like the sword. I am personally. I like the shield. Okay. So I, I so it's weird. We'll say shield Zeus builds are really fun. I, that's kind of where I, <laughs> I think it's cutting your jam. I think I think I'm kind of like falling away from it a little bit. Like I just did a playthrough today, and actually I just beat it for another time before you got here, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, the shield again. I think I might switch over to the gun. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a, a fair wind kind of guy. Like whatever one yeah. it says, you're going to get bonuses on. Like you know the little. That's the, what I typically do. Is I'll yeah. play whatever the bonus weapon is. Yeah. So when we were talking about the bonus weapon, is what it does. Is it usually indicates if you play this specific weapon, you get an additional twenty percent on on darkness, darkness, and I think gold. For if you if you've bought the upgrade, you get twenty percent more gems yeah. too. Which I think. is really nice. Mm-hmm. So, but. But yeah, that's that's kind of uh, the main everything of. That's uh, a pretty decent overview. That's what I would. This think, is more so. thorough than we normally are. I, I will do <laughs> this. This was a great game. And yeah. I'm gonna, I don't know how many hours you have. You have quite a few hours into it as well. Yeah, I'm up to like forty or fifty or something. I think I'm about fifty-two. So yeah, enough to give a good. You've caught up to me. I was kind of surprised. I was looking at how many, how much you've been playing. I've been grinding it really hard when I'm off. Uh, I think this Man, is an awesome game, though. It so out of context, but anyways. So. Anyway, I think this is an awesome game. <laughs> I think this is going to be a roguelike on the same level as Binding of Isaac. Absolutely. I don't know if it's going to have the same kind of expansion support, but it definitely has the same oh, level. Still, it has the same level of replayability for sure. So that's the one thing, the one big difference between this game and some of the other games that they've done. Mm-hmm. 
the patch. So they did. They started kind of started to do with. Uh, I'm talking about Super Giant. Super Giant. Whenever they came out with Pyre, mm-hmm. they they started doing. They did the they did the early release, the, the early access, and then they mm-hmm. started to roll out the the uh, the patches and stuff. They really have implemented it with this game, mm-hmm. and I think I like that a lot more. That mm-hmm. they're going to be continuously, from what I can tell, they're going to be patching this for quite some time. Uh, do they have a roadmap posted or something? Uh they do not. But from what they've indicated is that they're going they're they're going to be they're going to be upgrading this for probably at least another like year year and a half probably well, that's good i mean i feel like roguelite type games are really good fodder for that type of ongoing development they can yeah. add more boons they could add more levels well, to mean, hell i mean there's a lot of things you they can come do. up with a different patch like every week and it's right now it's slowed down a little bit and it's like every other week now so i know they were doing that whenever it was all early access and i've seen yeah. a couple balance patches come out but i haven't yeah. seen any like gameplay editions that's yet. what i'm saying is they're they're starting to gear more towards the balancing and things like that yeah. and i don't i think they're they're probably in the next year or so they're probably going to start when their next game I probably think that's that's usually the cycle they go in because this it's a been small a, studio has to move on to the next game yeah they're going to make any money on that but, but yeah to. but dude that's what i said I, I i truly love this game um is there anything else you want to say about it? I mean, I mean, it's we've kind of like it's this, awesome. You should get it. It's a a good price point. They're selling it for yeah. what twenty or thirty bucks or something. Yeah, it's like twenty twenty five twenty six bucks, and yeah. it's well worth it. I mean, it really my is. my kind of personal metric is is I feel like if I'm going to buy a game, I should get at least an hour for every dollar I spent on the game. I've definitely gotten that. It, it you're going to get way more than that for this one. I'm already double that, and I'm not anywhere close to doing this game. So. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, well worth it. It's going to be a breakout. I don't know if it's going to get Game of the Year or not, but I don't think it, I don't it's think definitely it a contender. It, yeah. Yeah, so, roguelikes never get Game of the Year. They just don't have that. Well, this, so that's one thing is, though, like Bastion got best um, indie game of the year mm-hmm. whenever it came out, which I'm kind of hoping at the very minimum that this get, at least gets that, or at least a nod. I think it'll be able to get best indie game of the year because I can't think of something else on this level from the indie market this year. I mean, there's been good games, but not like a big breakout. Yeah, like nothing this. crazy. So, but yeah, so that has been our review of Hades. If you guys have any thoughts or options for us uh, about what we want to do next, but before we get out of here, I'm going to read a quick little uh, blurb that we had from a friend of ours over at Nerd of All Trades. It's another podcast. It's a, it's another podcast we were kind of collaborating with a little bit. So mm-hmm. bear with me for just a minute, James. All right. Okay. All right. Have you ever sat around with your friends and wondered what would happen if Fast and Furious crossed over with Mario Kart? We've all been there, but for some reason, someone decided to make a podcast about it. The crew <laughs> of Nerd of All Trades sits sit down every week to talk about nerdy movie franchises and pitch ideas, talk favorites, and answer the biggest questions of all of all the franchises. Head on over to Nerd of All Trades now and give us a listen. So yeah, they're they're actually pretty funny. They did just did one about um, uh, Lion the Witch from the Wardrobe of like how they could have made it the newer series. They did not talk about the BBC version, but it was <laughs> it was pretty legit. I enjoyed it. So um, but yeah, check them out, guys. It's Nerd of All Trades. Uh, that they, they are over on Spotify and a couple of uh, all that from what I could tell, all the podcasting services. But James, thanks for coming by and helping out with me today. I know you you had just as much of a, of a love of this series, this, oh, this game much. as I, as this I was, did. So. This was awesome. So yeah, um, in the near future, I don't know what we're going to be doing. I think we've got two more episodes before our official Weeb season is over with. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, we I, we might do another game. I don't know what we're going to do, but. 
we will let you guys know momentarily. Do well, you guys have any suggestions? What's that, James? If there's any, if there's any mercy in the universe, Sub Zero will release, and we could do that one. Won't happen. I know it won't. <laughs> but I. <laughs> why do you? Why do you torture yourself with this? Just play the game, James. Just I, play the game. Just do it. Maybe I should just play the game. I don't know. You're better than that. Just keep grinding on. Uh, I'm gonna on wait. Hades. I've been waiting a year. I'm just gonna keep playing Hades. That's right. You go make my dungeon tiles, and I'll cry myself to sleep. <laughs> That's right, as we all do. So, all right, guys, thanks for coming by. Uh, hit us up on any of the social media sites that we we're on at Seriously Pointless Conversations about uh, culture. And if you have any questions, just hit us up on Seriously Points Convo at gmail.com. All right, guys, thanks for having a good one. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. There we go. <laughs> Bye, James. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.